Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Premiering on Showtime on April 14th, Personality Crisis, One Night Only, a project of co-director Martin Scorsese and co-director David Tedeschi, reveals the many faces of David Johansson. You may know him as the lead singer and founder of the pioneering punk band, The New York Dolls, in this extraordinarily intimate feature documentary, Personality Crisis, One Night Only. We see Johansson's journey from Staten Island to New York's East Village in the late 1960s. A 16-year-old dropped into the epicenter of the counterculture revolution in music, theater, fashion, art, writing, and social change. We also have an opportunity in this film to witness Johansson perform a set of music at the Cafe Carlisle, where he performs as Buster Poindexter singing from the songbook of David Johansson. To say that Johansson is a one-of-a-kind performer is an understatement. He has been such a mover and shaker, a man who's always been willing to challenge himself musically, artistically, not afraid to go boldly into the into that good night. We're joined today by the co-director, along with Martin Scorsese, our guest today, David Tedeschi, who is also the writer and editor of personality crisis one night only david tedeschi welcome to film school radio thank you thank you so much first of all i'm just curious in terms of your familiarity with the dolls where does that come into this did you know of them as a contemporary or is it something that came to you later i grew up in upstate new york and there were a few venues in albany new york where the dolls would appear and um Yes, it was. I knew of them. They were uh, they were legendary. Bef- even when they were performing in Albany, there was a whole mystique of the New York Dolls. Like the New York Dolls were, you know, they played at Max's Kansas City. Yeah. They started out at, at the Mercer Arts Center. If you are growing up in a place like Albany, that is, um, you know, that's a pantheon of sorts. And it, in that terms of their their recognition and the stir that they created, they kind of hit the ground running in that regard. Is what basically you're saying is they were a thing. Yeah. And, and I want to get into why they were a thing um, because it's the music, but it's you can't talk about the dolls without talking about everything else as well. The music yeah. and right. Yeah. Sure. So it's the it's the look, it's the theatrics, it's well you look you? at sure, you look at the um that first album cover and um they're outrageous looking. You know, there's a the New York dolls is written in pink lipstick and, and the clothes they're wearing, they're they they're not um necessarily women's clothes exactly, but they're not wearing it. Put it this way, it's not folk music, you know? Um, and people say, uh, 
the New York Dolls uh, invented punk or they invented glam. But I don't know, I don't know that it matters. What matters is they brought this extraordinary energy that was very different from anything that happened before. And, and the music itself was very energetic, positive rock and roll. And what they did on stage was intelligent. David, you know, back then in 1971 and 1972 was a great storyteller. Everyone I know who are friendly uh, with a lot of people who saw them live. And because um, I had never, I never saw them live. And not in 1972. And um, people say that David, that the dolls were the, you know, the most extraordinary live performers. And you see it still that David is very quick. You know, um, yeah. he reacts very quickly. His mind, is not unlike Martin Scorsese, the, the, they, they move at a different um, velocity. Thank you for bringing that up because the the film is, the spine of the film is uh, David Johansson's performance at uh, the Cafe Carlisle. And that that is kind of the through line in the film. He is performing as Buster Poindexter singing the songbook from of David Johansson. Was at what point in this project did you feel like that should be kind of the through line in the film? Well, I mean, the origins, Marty and I, one night with a, a bunch of people, went to the Cafe Carlisle to see the show. Um, we'd heard about the show. Uh, I'd seen David perform probably five or six times as Buster Poindexter. And um, this was dramatically different than anything I'd ever seen before. And uh, he blew us away. And I think there's a couple of reasons for that. One is because he's such a great storyteller, and he tells a story of his life in between the songs. And um, I'm a very story-driven person, and I was, um, I was really moved. But also, he, it was, you know, Buster Poindexter sings the songs of David Johansson. I knew that David was a great songwriter, but it made me appreciate it more because most of the time when I had seen Buster, he was doing what David refers to as pre-Hays Code rock and roll. You know, um, songs from the American songbook from the 30s, 40s, 50s. Whereas this was all music that he wrote. And um, it, was, it was an extraordinary show. And we wanted to document the show. From the beginning, that was the aim. We would like to do something with this show. And we, we filmed it, and um, we cut it, and we looked at it, and we thought, well, you'd lose something whenever you shoot something, a live performance, whether it's a concert or Broadway. How can we recreate the feeling that we had in that room? We did the interviews. Leah Hennessy actually conducted the interviews and shot the interviews and recorded the song, the sound for the interviews. And we had great uh, archival researcher. We started to put, we started to integrate that into the show, but always trying to be faithful to, to the show itself, the energy of the show. The aim was for someone to come in and see a set at the Cafe Carlisle, which is why it's called Personality Crisis, One Night Only. One night, one performance. Yeah, absolutely. And I should point out, I should have before, um, that it, Buster Poindexter is 
David Johansson's other stage name, Alter Ego. How would we, how do we kind of name Buster Poindexter? David says that Buster Poindexter, he said in the interview one time, it's not in the film, that Buster is a conceit. It allows him to do certain things he wouldn't do as David. What those things are, I'm not sure. Because David Johansson and Buster Poindexter are both outrageous, funny, quick, irreverent. First, I want to just remind our listeners very quickly that we are speaking with one of the co-directors. He's also a co-writer and editor, along with Martin Scorsese, um, of the film Personality Crisis, One Night Only. And that would be David Tedeschi. And I want to go back to the impact they had in when they hit the scene. I went back and looked at uh, a little bit of the, the that year, 1971, and you had a tremendous amount of incredible music that has really kind of thrived to this day. Uh, you had the Stones at the, probably at the top of their game with Sticky Fingers and Exile on Main Street. You had the Velvet Underground releasing their first record, I believe it was 71. You had David Bowie, Hunky Dory, and Ziggy Stardust. And I guess what's consistent in what I described is a challenge to a lot of things, social mores, sexual roles, sexuality in that music and in that time. But in so many ways, and, and to, you see it in the film, the dolls were kind of the, they were the embodiment of that in ways that I, I don't even think Bowie was or, or Mick Jagger was. They, he's, they, that group seemed to embody that, that sensibility, that pushing of the boundaries more than any others. Is that a fair way to put it? I think so. You know, it's it's hard to compare. You know, what I would say is that David, David grew up in Staten Island. David spent most of his life in New York City. He's very, he's, um, he has the, I don't know how to put it exactly, but um, there's a, a bluntness, I guess, to New York. And David embodies it. Yeah. He's not shy. Yeah. He's not soft-spoken. Um, and everything that the dolls did, and he talks about it in the film, came natural to them. It's not they, that they looked in the mirror and they said, well, what could we do to get some publicity? Right. No, they wanted, to, they wanted to be cool, and they were cool. And they played at Max's, and they played at the Mercer Arts Center. You yeah. know, they, they, they helped create the, the mystique of the Mercer Arts Center, right. if you will. And there's something in his personality, even as Buster Poindexter, as as the lead singer in the New York Dolls. There's a gentility to him. There's a there's a kind of a a, a sophistication in the chaos that was the New York Dolls. He always seemed to be, I'll call him a gentleman, if you will, or a not exactly the word I'm struggling to to find, but he he always seemed, and you mentioned it, positive, yeah. right? Is that yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you know, I, I've talked a lot about um, how David, whether it's you know 1971 or whether it's at the Cafe Carlisle, which was you know shot two years ago, three years ago, um, how how much he has in common, but with you know how how much how he's the same person and the same energy. But what what's very interesting is the man at the Cafe Carlisle is not a young man. And he's learned a lot along the way. He's read a lot. He's experienced a lot in life. He's had great triumphs and, and, and tragedies. And um, 
in his music and in his performance, I do think we get a, a sense of that. And certainly in the yeah. stories. I, I was captivated by him in that performance at Cafe Carlisle. And as just a, someone, a tremendous host, I could imagine him putting together some beautiful dinner parties, really kind of just a, not only just a musician, but as someone who was well-read. I believe yeah. that's those, those all fit, fit him. I, I'd also ahead, like please. to say there is a impulse that David has to, I almost, he, he says it about, um, you know, when he went to the Chelsea Hotel when he was young, that it, what, what he was looking for from his elders. But there's something about sharing wisdom. And I, I find Mansion of Fun, his radio show on Sirius, it's a remarkable show. He has a great body of knowledge of music. And he loves all kinds of music, but it's mostly American music, rock and roll, West Indian music, Latin music, classical music. West African music. I'm saying mostly, but I could go on and on and on. And he seamlessly, there's a playlist every, every Sunday. And it's a long show. It's like maybe four hours, maybe more. And um, in a way, even if that was the only thing that David did, had this done or had achieved, or it's remarkable. If you listen to that show every Sunday, you learn about music in a way that I would never know about music. He finds the most extraordinary things and he combines them in the most extraordinary way. And we tried to capture that in the film as well. And that's why we have clips from the show, from the radio show, and we combine it in the way that we do mischievously. Yeah. <laughs> and I would throw into the mix Maria Callas. Yeah, I, that's what I was thinking of. <laughs> And the other thing that you mentioned, his love of roots music, uh, Harry Smith, that was a revelation to me. I, I have that album somewhere here, and that is a remarkable record. And what a, what an interesting, I, I guess, among the other things I was, as I was trying to describe uh, David Johansson, he's also a seeker. And this the, the fact that he hooked up with Harry Smith yeah. And explored it to the degree that Harry Smith seems to have, um, you know, allowed him into that world is another testament to what I'm talking about. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, David, and again, I think he was true to himself from the beginning. So, you know, not everybody was going to the Chelsea Hotel trying to meet everybody who was holding residence there. You know, and I think that... Um, I think that the elders must have appreciated it. So I had a lot of, a lot of different kinds of friends, older, younger. Yeah. And I hope that comes through in the, um, in the documentary. And of course, there's someone like Charles Ludlow, right? Who, you know, remarked the, uh, the theatrical ridic uh, theater of the ridiculous. Charles Ludlum. It, it's, it was, all of it was a remarkable moment in New York and David was part of it and you get a sense it's not really what the film is about but you get a sense of how David was able to synthesize it whether it was Abby Hoffman or Charles Ludlum how he learned from these amazing artists um, and David was able to pursue it on his own terms as as the lead singer of the New York Dolls and then as David Johansson and Buster and and even Harry Smith the Harry Smith 
as uh, someone who has been fascinated and deeply interested in the New York scene from this era, the 70s into the 80s, from 3,000 miles away, I, I, I'm always envious of the people who jumped into that both feet and how so many of them came out on the other side of it as you're describing it. Someone who is about the world, about interest in so many different things, so many disparate things in in ways that they synthesize it into something even more interesting. And yeah. there, you, there you go. Absolutely love the film. Uh, I'm so glad that uh, you mentioned Leah Hennessy, uh, his daughter, filmmaker involved in this as well. There's so many things to recommend about a personality crisis one night only, which will be premiering on Showtime beginning on April 14th. You want to be looking for this. This is a co-production uh, or co I'm sorry, co-directed by Martin Scorsese, as well as our guest today, co-director, co-writer, and, and editor, David Tedeschi. David, thank you so very much for this film. Thank you so much for the work you've been doing, especially with Martin. I'm going back to No Direction Home. I believe you worked on The Blues, the miniseries with with him yes, as well. Is that yes. the beginning of your relationship? Sure. Fan fantastic documentary series. I uh, can't say enough about all of the projects. And I, and I, to this dying day, I was at Dylan's uh, um, back, comeback tour in 74. The uh, And yeah. I had second row seats for the last show. And to this day, I live in regret that I wasn't able to catch up with Rolling Thunder, which was after right. that. So to this, right. so see it as beautifully rendered as it is, your your production of it was, it, it yeah, it was fantastic. Thank you. I really yeah. appreciate that. I want to thank our guest today, co-director along with Martin Scorsese of this terrific documentary film called Personality Crisis, One Night Only. The co-director, editor, and writer, and that would be David Tedeschi. David, thank you so much. Thank you very much. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio. Thank you.